0: Yeah, it's it's cool to have a robot operating another robot.
1: I mean, I guess he would know how to operate a robot more than I would, you know? Yeah,
0: maybe they run on the same software, eh?
1: So, yeah, I mean, like, of course this dude gets taken out because he's running on Windows 10, (laughs) you know? (laughs)
0: Angelo here, you know the master of the whirling pizzas, and you, my friend, are listening to Turtle Flakes, a bodacious ball of Ninja Turtles goodness. Cowabunga, dudes and and welcome to another episode of Turtle Flakes, episode ninety-three. I am your host, Rob, and join with me as always is the Iron Man himself. The Superman to my Batman, or Batman to my Superman—I don't know. I'm or or are you, <laughs> or are you Robin, Josh? I don't know who you would be. I yeah, I don't.
1: I, you know what, man? Seeing the Justice League movie, I'm kind of hoping I'm Aquaman because that dude was
0: awesome. <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna say you're Wonder Woman because you know you were uh, what, what many regard as one of the greatest DC films so far. So you know, but thanks, dude. <laughs> That's from the heart. <laughs> uh but uh but anyways guys today we are covering um some i'm josh stuff. by the way i'm josh oh Hi. I'm hello sorry jeez I, geez, everyone he's <laughs> definitely not wonder woman no he's josh um, <laughs> uh today we are super early today um i know josh has some family over and first of all buddy um how was your thanksgiving
1: uh thanksgiving was great you know i was surprised i didn't eat as much as i thought i was going to as i had wanted to mm-hmm. Or at least I didn't feel like I did, but we did. Um, we did a we did a pasta Thanksgiving today or today, but we did a pasta Thanksgiving. So we had just giant lasagnas, and my wife made homemade macaroni and cheese. She actually ah. made the pasta and everything, and you know it was pretty good. Uh, my mom, with, my mom and dad were visiting. They're actually leaving today, so I got to uh, my mom got to uh, bake some pies. So she ah. made some potato pies, which I haven't had since I was like. I don't know, probably <laughs> twenty or something like that, and it was just, oh god, it was great.
0: Oh man! Um,
1: and then my brother and my brother-in-law, one of my brother-in-laws came over and kind of ruined the day. And it was just like, okay, leave, and <laughs> you know, whatever.
0: Oh, see, that, that's a story for another day, isn't it?
1: <laughs> <laughs> I was told I can't talk about those. Um, anyway. But no, Thanksgiving was good. Thanksgiving was really good. It was. I was. I was glad to. Uh, have thanksgiving with my parents yeah i haven't had thanksgiving dinner with my mom and dad in about i think like six years wow it's been a while because
0: they live so far away
1: yeah and just you know usually you know because i mean the weather the weather's crappy this time of year sure it's like this is this is the kind of this is the kind of winter where like it's cold and snowing but the ground hasn't frozen so as soon as it hits the ground it turns into water and just gets everything all mushy and full of slush and stuff
0: Wow, have you already gotten some snow
1: Oh, yeah, yeah, we've had snow, it's melted, and come back a couple of times over. But, uh, so my parents came last sa- last Sunday, and they're leaving today on, today's the, the 25th, it's Saturday, so they're leaving uh, today, this morning, we actually got to get going at around 10 to take them to the airport so they can head back to Chicago. And, um, yeah, it was good seeing them, I haven't had a holiday with them since, I don't even think Grayson was born yet.
0: Wow, no kidding.
1: Yeah. yeah, so it's it's been a while since I've had a holiday with them, so it was nice.
0: Well, that's good, man. That's good. I, I uh, We went to North Carolina. We got to see some family, and uh, I ate a lot. I think every family's got at least one where they just stay at the table <laughs> the entire time and just keep eating. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm that guy. I was actually watching um, – I was picking my pieces of turkey before they were even done cooked. I'm like, "Oh, can I call that piece right there?" That one's fine. Oh, no,
1: that one's fine. No, that, no, that's that's. Yeah, mine.
0: but my, my father-in-law, he was outside um deep frying a turkey and I saw that turkey leg and the, of course the skin was getting like this this crisp brown color to it. I said, "Oh, can I have the turkey leg?" And he's like, "Yeah, it's all yours." So, yeah. uh Hey, Rob, yeah.
1: what side of the turkey do you want? Uh, what piece of the turkey do you want? Uh the right side. <laughs> I'm just eating the skin, so, you know, don't yeah, worry. Yeah,
0: that's true. That's true. Wow, we'll the skin on that turkey, like, oh. Anyways, so. Uh, if uh, I
1: could, real quickly, man, the best part of Thanksgiving dinner is after the turkey's done and you got the serving platter that the turkey was on, you get your you get your bread roll and you sop up the oil. Oh, oils.
0: yeah,
1: yeah. And you eat it. Oh, God, it's See, like the nastiest looking thing that tastes.
0: <laughs> I was going to say, we're either making people hungry or making people sick at this point.
1: Well, it, it's a horrifying looking thing, but it tastes amazing. I know. So,
0: I know. It's yeah. crazy. But, anyways, yeah, five pounds at least five pounds later. Um, I had a great Thanksgiving. It was great to see some family, and uh, you know, it was great to have Jim Lawson on the previous episode. You know, for our Thanksgiving I know, show. yeah,
1: man. I I never think because when Jim Lawson got off the phone, we all just kind of got off the phone real quick. But I never got to say thank you for that, man. That was that was oh, I, I was I've been thinking about it like all week. It's like I got to talk to Jim Lawson, <laughs> and you know, I look at it like this. I, I'm a huge fan of. Kevin Eastman and Peter Laird. I'm so thankful for what they've done, and you know, to put it this way, Kevin Eastman and Peter Laird built a car. They built yeah. an amazing car. Jim Lawson gave it gasoline. You know, yeah. that's that's really what he contributed. Is he contributed just like pretty much the identity of Ninja Turtles that we know.
0: That's you know it's a I just, cool analogy i you know and i agree with that and uh yeah. man I, I i'm so tickled you got to come on finally because there was a we were having some technical difficulties before the show we were oh, running geez. into the same problem we were running <laughs> into the first time we tried to get him on like six months ago oh back uh, in january yeah oh, to, oh wow at the beginning of the january. year sure enough mm-hmm. and uh this time we finally got to have everybody on it was great to have you and thaddeus on and uh um, I did ramble a lot on that, and I, like I always say, I edit myself out ninety percent of the time. You know, the only thing I edit out from Josh are the occasional swears. But you've been really good lately. It
1: surprised me, man. Like Jim Lawson was the one that was swearing, not me. Yeah, I'm
0: cowabunga him in the blooper reel. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, but anyways, guys, um, today we're covering two issues of the Archie comic uh, since we're doing our Ninja Pizza episode. Um, <laughs> they're not even in order. <laughs> uh, we totally botched this uh, You know, we, we didn't get to talk a whole lot throughout the week So there's a little bit of a miscommunication here But you know, it's great You get two comics for the price of one, I think um, yep. But they're de- like Josh said, they're not even in order um, Yeah, so- nobody,
1: nobody cares about Wingnut Nobody cares <laughs>
0: <laughs> We just skipped right over his issue yeah. um, So Josh is going to be talking about Issue number seven, which I'm excited I kind of flipped through it I read it a long, long time ago, so I vaguely remember it So it'll be yep. exciting to kind of reopen that and then I'm going to be talking about issue number nine with um, the Chameleons. So some some cool stuff there. Uh, let me go ahead and get the links out of the way first. And uh, we did get a little bit of feedback. We'll jump into here in a second. So mm-hmm. um, if you want to send us an email, our email address is turtleflakespodcast at gmail dot com. Uh, we are on Twitter at turtleflakes, all one word. Thank you very much for the feedback we've gotten on Twitter. Uh, by the way, thank you all for listening. Thank you for the very positive things you said about the Jim Lawson interview. I'm so so glad you got to listen to that. And we do have a Facebook group page. It is facebook.com slash groups slash turtleflakes. We do have a hotline, and we, we did get a call this week. I'm excited to announce that. Our number is 865-309-4875. And you can always call us about anything Ninja Turtles you want. It could be a random question, feedback on the last episode. Maybe you're just excited about your latest turtle pickup and you want to talk about it send us a message let let us know what you think and we'll we'll air it on the show we're happy to do that we love i love hearing from the listeners man just just putting a voice to the emails that we get or or the yeah. feedback we get on Facebook or wherever but um yeah i think that's my favorite type of feedback is is the the calls yeah. mhm um i i know this is probably selfish to do this but i wanted to promote a comic i'm working on um it's called hose heads it's it's a kind of an inside joke <laughs> that my buddy Landon and I we started it a while ago about a year ago I'd say and we had our friend Ken illustrated it. and it's basically Glenn and I we write the scripts and stuff it's it's basically just like if Landon and I owned our own comic store or, or not comic store arcade what wacky adventures that that we would have and and stuff like that. You know, something we've always dreamed about is having our own arcade. But yeah, at least we can have it in comic form now. Um, but anyways, uh, I'm trying to write at least one issue and have it drawn. You know, roughly about once a month. And there's a lot of like supernatural stuff in it. There's a lot of funny homages to some of our favorite films like Clerks. There's some references to some classic video games and and um, things like that. So. I'm gonna to try to start a blog page with it, but uh, we do have a Facebook page. Just search up Hoseheads on Facebook if you ever want to check it out. That would be great. We just—it's a free web comic. It's just something I do for fun, and I'm mm-hmm. working on a more serious project right now. So it's nice to do this really laid-back and light-hearted comic um it's a little uh palate cleanser to kind of cheer me up (laughs) it's good to have have a buffer absolutely absolutely it's totally dorky and it's totally rob luther and landon long so uh be awesome classic classic rob
1: luther yeah (laughs) (laughs) so Uh, i should
0: probably shouldn't have mentioned that maybe i should just say landon was in it (laughs) um but yeah speaking of writing buddy i i figured we got to talk about your blog man because you are a writing machine my friend
1: uh yeah um so thank you very much I appreciate it uh listeners if you're at all interested I am doing basically it's it's turned into a toy blog basically about the uh, uh the 1988 to 1996 uh Playmates toys Ninja Turtles line of figures um so there's a lot going on over here in the next room so I'm trying to talk over it I'm sorry
0: no, I can't hear you um, man you're good
1: okay good 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 good. <laughs> Uh, so my blog is uh, called the turtletracksblog.wordpress.com. Uh, it's where you can find at, at pretty much everything I've written. I've written a couple movie reviews, too, but mostly it's going to be about – it's toy reviews slash retrospectives. Um, I just recently posted yesterday my retrospective piece on Usagi Ojimbo and Space Usagi. Um so and I was really excited to write those two because I had no up until a couple of months ago I had no idea that Space Usagi was his own character. I didn't. I thought I remember when I was a kid holding the Space Usagi figure, thinking it was just a variant of Usagi Ojimbo. Oh yeah. <laughs> and you know it's cool to find out that those are uh, two completely separate characters, and Space Usagi actually has a really kind of sad history as to why nothing ever came of it. Oh, because I know that. Yeah, like there was re- the whole reason there was a Space Usagi figure was not only was there a comic by Stan Sakai, but there was supposed to be an animated series. And there was actually oh, a proof yeah. there was actually a proof of concept trailer that's on YouTube. You can watch it and I linked it in my uh review. Uh there's a proof of concept trailer for it that just never went forward because of uh you remember the cartoon Bucky O'Hare? Oh yeah. That was supposed to be a huge hit and it wasn't. People invested all kinds of money into it because, you know, if you think about it, if you remember, there was a comic book back in the 80s that inspired everything, that started everything. Then there was the Bucky O'Hare cartoon, the toys, the video game, clothes, mm-hmm. all kinds of – I mean, you remember the 90s. There was, if it was a popular cartoon <laughs> or if it was supposed to be a popular cartoon, they had merchandise for everything with this with a certain property. Oh, yes they were prepping Bucky O'Hare to be like the next Ninja Turtles and nobody watched it. Nobody bought the figures. Nobody played the games. I mean, yeah, it's popular seeming now because nostalgia is a huge selling point nowadays. Mm -hmm. But Bucky O'Hare bombed big time. And that's why Space Usagi didn't happen.
0: Wow. What about that? So it wasn't even its fault.
1: No. Yeah, I know it was, it was dead in the water before it knew how to swim. You know, it's, it's it's a shame but uh yeah that's that's pretty much what i tried doing with the uh, turtle tracks blog i just try to give you a little bit of hit more history on the figure and how that figure represented the character that inspired it like there's plenty of care like there's plenty of figures in that original playmates line that weren't even in the weren't even in the cartoon mm-hmm. you know or they started out in a movie or they started out in a video game and how different are they now like you know i mean scratch wasn't in The cartoon my one of my favorite villains is uh worm oh yeah he was was most recently in the tmt universe comic and he was actually a good guy in the original playmates line not a bad guy but he wasn't in the cartoon at all but he was they uh he was in an animated segment in a toy commercial and he was voiced by jim cummings (laughs) you know
0: i'm gonna have to see that
1: yeah, it's crazy. Yeah, you can find it on YouTube. Just look up Ninja Turtle toy commercials from whatever, and yeah, and it's and it's really a shoddily drawn animation of worm. It looks bad. <laughs> you know, like it looks so bad that I could have done it. You know, and I can't draw it all. Yeah, but yeah, that's that's pretty much what I try doing with
0: that. So. Yeah, good stuff, man. I've read several reviews. I've read the Casey Jones one. Um I've not gone to read the Yojimbo one yet, but yeah, listeners will we'll provide a link in the show notes for it. It's a really cool, in depth blog. And like Josh said, it, it covers more the history of the toys. But it also covers, you know, the sculpts of the toys. I mean it's it's everything. It's everything. And I've really, really enjoyed these. And of course it's all free. You know, just just check it out. We're we're just fans that love talking about this stuff and writing about this stuff, so Um, It doesn't end with the show. So if you want more of our nerdiness, there's plenty of it. (laughs) (laughs) Um, We did get some feedback this week, but before I talk about that, I just wanted to tell a couple of our friends in the Ninja Turtle community, I just wanted to talk about their shows real quick. Um, I've been listening to Turtle Power Podcast, and they had just interviewed the creators of the brand new uh, TMNT Arcade Machine by Raw Thrills. Um, It's a really good interview, and it really makes me (laughs) want to get this arcade machine, but... I'll just have to dream for a couple more years. But uh, yeah. yeah, go check it out. Uh, just search up Turtle Power Podcast. It's the latest interview. It just came out about, I'd say, close to a week ago now as we're recording this. And mm-hmm. then I just found out this – actually, thanks to Turtle Power Podcast. By the way, I want to publicly thank them too for always having nice things to say about our show. You know, I, I feel the same way about their show. So I uh, really appreciate their show. Anyways, they were talking about a new podcast – that just came out a little earlier this year called tmnt minute and what's cool about this show i just started listening this week is they actually break down the original film minute by minute so like they'll do one minute of the film and then they'll talk about it for 15 to 20 minutes and that they they release their episodes daily just about it um i think they started in july and it's a really good show there's four people that that talk about it um and it's really funny and it's really in depth uh, obviously um so i'm really enjoying it so you know welcome to the community and thank you so much for for the premise of your show we love it wow yeah that's cool
1: idea well, yeah whatever works for you man that's not that's what's we thought to of that listen. i'm gonna have to listen to that show because that just that just mystifies me it's like because there's you said of the original film
0: yeah the, the original 1990 film
1: because there's about 10 minutes of that movie where you're actually kind of staring at the back of somebody's head. You know, it's just <laughs> – or like a blank space is like you... – there's like three episodes right there. You're going to talk yeah, about that Yeah, they can for... make
0: it work. <laughs> yeah,
1: okay. That's... They're that good. <laughs> yeah, yeah, everybody's got their strengths, man. You go for it. Yeah, absolutely. So... <laughs>
0: absolutely. Yeah, I'm really enjoying it so far.
1: Not to trample on your show before I've listened to it. I promise I'll listen to it. I'm sorry. No, so... <laughs> no you good, Jack. I just – our subscriber base is just like dwindling now, so
0: <laughs> – uh, and um, also I wanted to plug uh, My good friend Anthony's show uh, Turtle, Totally Tubular Turtle Tuesday yep. um, And he just recently Started reviewing the Ghostbusters Leonardo Figures um, So, Or the Ghostbusters Leonardo figure I should say That was the most recent one I saw and it was great As always very in depth family friendly Reviews mm-hmm. and he also Had a question for us this week so um, We'll play that here in a minute As far as feedback goes on Twitter We got a lot of feedback this week um, but I, you know, I'll go through it real briefly. Uh, a friend of ours from the show, um, Paul Clark, he said he really enjoyed the Jim Lawson interview and, uh, asked us if we would t- like to talk about the UK censorship of the Teenage Mutant Hero Turtles during the nineties or during the eighties. Yeah. But yeah, we, we've talked about it in the past and would love to talk about a lot more of it in the future. Cause there's still a lot. I yeah. don't know. Um, I
1: still can't find a definitive reason as to why they did
0: that. Yeah. I- besides some of the, some of the weaponry. I do know that. Yeah.
1: Yeah, they, like, they they edited out all the nunchuck stuff. Yeah, yeah. You know, that's That's... why Michelangelo was, like, throwing nets all the time. (laughs) Okay, fine. And, like, it, it was such a big influence. I remember reading that it was such a big influence, the censorship thing, is that by, like, the last three seasons, it was really rare to see Michelangelo even pull out his nunchucks.
0: Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, mean, oh. you know, and meanwhile, Leonardo had two swords, <laughs> katanas. So. Yeah, I know. I know, yeah. And he's like cutting
1: down doors and slicing stuff in half. Never people or anything, but he's just – he's doing some damage, you know?
0: Oh, yeah. no yeah. Yeah, it's it's crazy how it works. And I wonder if there was some more censorship, you know, with um, some of the merchandise that, that was out, some of the toys. I wonder if he came in with different accessories, Michelangelo. Yeah. Um so th- I definitely had to sink our teeth into more of that. So Paul, stay tuned man, we will definitely look into that. That that's fascinating to me too. And if, um, uh, if,
1: if there's any listeners in the UK area, please get in the contact with us. We'll have please, you on yeah. the show because I think you'd be able to explain it better than we could. <laughs> yes, you were there. I'm not saying I'm not saying I don't want to do research. I do like research, but if I just feel like I would sound like an even dumber American than I already sound like. So if you <laughs> If you want to be on Turtle Flakes and live the dream with us, you know, just let us know.
0: <laughs> live the dream. I love how you said that.
1: <laughs> One, together again for the first time, you know, that's, that's what we do here.
0: Uh, that's great. Well, speaking of um, feedback to, from Twitter, we also got some feedback from a guy named Alex. Um, he had some very kind things to say about the Jim Lawson interview as well. Just really appreciated um um, Jim coming on and he said he lo- he really enjoyed our Michelle Ivey interview and would love to have her if yeah. we, he, he was wondering if we would ever have her again and the, the answer to that question is absolutely we, we'd have any of our guests over again yeah. if they would choose if they'd actually want to come back
1: <laughs> yeah, I know that's that. There's really like no litmus test for us. It's kind of like we we get the call and we ask them when they can show up. Just yeah, like when, absolutely.
0: You know, when, when, and it's, do you want to be here? You yes. Know. Do you actually want to talk to us? Are you sure about that?
1: Do you like me? Check yes. Check no. Check yes. Yeah, you know, so. Right,
0: right. If they check yes, they're coming on the show. Um, and then also he mentioned another uh, interview, Veronica Taylor, who actually voiced April O'Neil in the um. 2003 series and said he's heard several interviews from her and she seems incredibly nice and definitely open for talking turtles so man we're gonna put that on our checklist for sure i'd love to talk to her because man you
1: guys guys will just not rest until i like the 2003 series will you
0: (laughs) we're working on you i think that last episode turned you
1: it's not for me okay oh
0: he says that i hate it he says And, uh, and
1: yeah (laughs) <laughs> you know what? I'm glad Raphael's the leader now. Shut up, nerd.
0: <laughs> oh, now he, now he's talking trash. Yeah. Um. But yeah. So thank you so much, Alex, for the feedback. And um, the last bit of feedback is from, like I said, said a minute ago, um, our good buddy Anthony. So, um, Josh, did you get that phone call? The message? Yes.
1: Cool. Uh, let me. I should have opened it. It would have saved me a couple of minutes. But hold on. Oh, yeah. Okay. Let me just.
0: The turtle com. Maybe that's Michelangelo now. This is Donatello, come in! Cowabunga dudes, this
1: is Anthony, aka Fatbomba. Cowabunga. Guys, all of your favorite non-action figure collectibles and all of your TMNT collections. Mm. Uh, like for me, I actually have some old bed bedsheets uh, from when I was a kid. <laughs> And I think we've all seen them with, like, the turtles and, like, these brick wall backgrounds. Oh,
0: yeah. Uh, they those, were basically. very,
1: very cool. And I still have those in my collection. And those are my, that's my favorite piece that's like, not an action figure. So what are your guys' favorite non-action figure pieces in your collections? And uh, maybe let us know why. Calabunga, dudes, peace.
0: <laughs> peace. Peace. I love he does that. Uh, man, great question. Great question. So, uh, Wow. Hold on. That's a yeah. tough question.
1: So, man, so basically, see, that's, that's favorite hard non-action
0: figure to, um, collectible. So, Josh, you go first, Jose. Oh,
1: crap, man. That's hard because that's pretty much what I collect is action figures. <laughs> and I want to – oh, man, my favorite one.
0: Well, I've got an easy one if you want me to go first.
1: Yeah, you go first. Give me a second. Yeah.
0: Okay. Well, my, my number one favorite has to be – and I've talked about this several times on the show, so it's probably nothing new. Anthony, I do apologize. Uh, it is the Jim Lawson – sketch of me and my dad as turtle figures my dad oh, is splinter yeah. and i'm a little michelangelo and we're huddled around this little tv of course it's got the rabbit ears and everything playing batman for the nes which was something josh witt and a few folks had kind of surprised me with uh when right after my dad had passed away and um, of course jim lawson's huge fan of him and just to see so many different things that that go into that you know you got my hero drawing it you got the ninja turtles and one of my favorite memories with my dad all in one sketch that's easily one of my favorites without a doubt and of course the the original sketch of um the black and white sketch of the turtle flakes logo that jim did is one of my other favorites i've got a couple of other honorary mentions but i'll shut up and let josh talk
1: <laughs> okay so you know what i'm gonna give you i'm gonna give you two okay one i'm gonna explain really quickly it's the uh the um ninja turtles arcade game for the nes
0: Oh nice. It's Turtles
1: 2. Yeah, you know, I've even though one day I'm going to get a Nintendo just I it's been decided one day I'm going to get like a Nintendo or like just like a retro system like a Nintendo like an NES Duo system so I can play that game because those are really the only Nintendo games I want to play aside from Batman and Friday the 13th. <laughs> um, but yeah, that was that was like the first Nintendo game I actually remember getting for like my birthday. And I remember getting that for my birthday when I was a kid. I was probably about seven. And I was really young, maybe seven, maybe eight years old. And that game, I just had a, a, an obsession with playing that game. I loved it, you know. And mm-hmm. uh, my probably my favorite non-action figure collectible is actually a poster that Rob got me last year. Oh, cool. <laughs> it was a poster that was a picture of... The Ninja Turtles, April, Splinter, and Casey Jones about to climb out of the sewers. And it was a paint. I think it was a painting by an artist named A.C. Farley. Farley, Farley. Farley. A.C. Farley. And I remember having that. When I was a kid, I won that at a carnival. And I won it in like uh, a crossbow bullseye game. And always loved it. And I lost it when we moved uh, one time when I was a kid. And I remember telling that to, that story to Rob, and Rob just, unbeknownst to me, he found it, bought it, and mailed it to me. And I have it hanging upstairs. It's in a frame, and it's right next to uh, another old vintage turtles poster I have. And uh, but that that poster just always was. Always, it was. This sounds stupid, but it was always Ninja Turtles to me. Like that is the perfect. It, being older now, it's the perfect blend of like the Mirage stuff with the cartoon at the time of when it came out because it's the old Mirage looking turtles, but they've got the multicolored bandanas. Yeah. And I just always loved it. Yeah. Always loved that poster, and I'm so thankful to have it now. And yeah, there you go.
0: Hey, that's a good choice, man. That that's awesome. And I just actually found that by accident. I immediately liked. Oh, I gotta get it. Uh, cause I actually had that same one for the longest time and I, I, mm-hmm. I actually lost the, I had a framed one of that, that sketch and, uh, I'd lost it for the longest time. And then I found it in a storage unit that I, I was clearing out and I've got it hanging up in my, uh, turtle room right now, the same room I'm recording in right now. So yeah, um, I
1: remember seeing that picture of it that you had and I was so jealous, <laughs> man. He got me. Yeah. But man, well, you want to talk about jealousy,
0: your to- toy collection, man. I'm jealous.
1: Oh, man. Yeah. Can I come
0: over?
1: (laughs) Can we play toys? You can play. Yeah, you can come over and play it, man. You should – speaking of my parents being here, man, you should have seen their faces. They were like – my mom was (laughs) – my mom thought it was awesome. She wanted me to explain like every figure to her because I remember that was a big thing. My mom – somehow it was always my mom getting me these action figures when I was a kid. And so, seeing that I had them all again, she thought it was just the coolest thing. That's and but my dad, uh, my dad just was like, "Ugh, I want all that money back, just right here in a pile." <laughs> you know? And my because my dad, my dad growing up didn't have toys. He didn't have anything. He didn't he didn't have parents, you know. So like toys always kind of mystified him. He's mm-hmm. like, "Why why do you want this hunk of plastic?" That you know, just and then I explained it to him, and he really he at least acted like he really had an understanding as to why I enjoy it so much. But like, even though my dad, like just, I, I hate saying it this way because I sound pretentious, but even though my dad like doesn't get it, he never judges it. Yeah. You know, which I think is, I think that is better than anything that he could even do. Right. <laughs> they like, not anything he could do, but like, I'd rather him just be like, all right, no problem. than actually act like he's interested, you know, it's yeah, just being like fake. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like, I don't get it, but I'm glad you like it. Okay. But uh yeah, Anthony, great question, man. You really made me rack my brain at six thirty in the morning. Thank yeah,
0: you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and um I will say, since you brought up the video games, Turtles Three, man. That is my all time favorite Turtles game. I have so yeah. many special memories with that game.
1: Yeah, it's you know what, man, it's my dream for us to get in the room together and like live stream that game.
0: Oh, that'd be fun. That would that, be fun.
1: That's what I really want to do one day is like you and I live stream, like do like a three hour live stream of us going through the first three Turtles game. (laughs) Oh,
0: that sounds great. That sounds great. (laughs) I know there's a way you can do it on Twitch. Uh, Josh, he, Jay Weezy, I should say, he, he's a, you know, tech guru and stuff. I know he knows how to do it. Uh, Maybe one of these days we can all three stream it. It would be awesome. And, you know, speaking of that, that actually reminds me. I found an old video of me at Josh's house, Jay Weezy's house, and we were playing Turtles in Time together. So one of these days I'm going to try to find a way to either maybe put that on the podcast stream or maybe put it on our group page. That was a lot of fun. So it's always fun uh, playing Turtles with. With you uh, hoser, so we we got to d- make that happen again. Or I guess for you and me at the, for the first time. So yeah, but yeah, Anthony, thank you so much for the for the call, man. Thank you for the great question, and thank you for all the reviews you've been doing, man. Some really good stuff. I always enjoy watching those. So. Yeah. So um, I'm, real quickly, I just wanted to mention some quick pickups. Um, I don't have many. It's all comic stuff, but um, uh, I picked up. I finally cleared out my box at our comic shop a couple days ago. And I did pick up TMNT Universe, issues 15 and 16. Um, I did pick up the IDW series, um, issues 75 through 77, and TMNT Ghostbusters, issues 1 through 4. I think they are weekly right now. And, uh, man, some some great stuff. I haven't read a single one of them yet, but I <laughs> do plan on it today. I know Christabeth is uh, – I think she's going out. She's taking a little man. Uh, she's going to go to the gym. So maybe I'll try to get a little bit of reading done then. But, uh, but Yeah. So, did you get any pickups in the last few weeks, man? Yeah, actually, you know what? I mean,
1: speaking of the old Playmates uh, figures, man, I um, have slowly kind of been getting, like, other Playmates figures that are in scale with uh, the Ninja Turtles. Like, Playmates put out a couple other action figure lines that were pretty popular for the time. One was popular, one wasn't. I will say but you know I got the Toxic Crusader figures a few months ago and those are the reason I got those is I had a couple when I was a kid and I always had nostalgia for them and they look really cool and they're in scale with the turtles so those are in the display case with them and last night I actually uh, kind of put a cap on my Playmates stuff because everything else from Playmates is like Star Trek and I don't really give a rip about Star Trek <laughs> but Like, but like the last line no, of Star stuff, Trek fans yeah whatever But uh, except for the Borg man the Borg are awesome but anyway um, uh, so like a line of figures that Playmates Toys put out back in 1990 1990 um, and kind of 91 I'll explain it but they put out a line of figures for the Dick Tracy movie that Warren Beatty was in in 1990 and um, did you ever see these? Figures.
0: i actually have seen the figures but it, seeing that picture today really took me back i had forgotten they even existed but they look yeah. familiar
1: yeah you know and they i got like a big lot i've got a lot of almost every figure and really i didn't want the dick tracy figure or the sam catchum figure i didn't they, they came with it that was just kind of like a bonus i wanted all the bad guy figures <laughs> um because they looked cool, I like Playmates style of uh, action figure in the early '90s, where they had like the four, to, the three and a half to five inch scale, with the seven points of articulation. That's just like pure action figure nostalgia for me. Like articulation's not really uh, a selling point for me. It's really the sculpt, and I love the the sculpt, the sculpt work that Playmates put into their figures. Um, but. I got like every, almost every figure in the line for, I think it was like, I I worked it out and it was like four bucks a figure. And I I, I think I spent, I think for all of them, it was like 55 bucks. So it was pretty cheap on eBay. But, you know, and you've got like, you know, big boy caprice, you've got flat top, prune face, uh, (laughs) shoulders, you know, all these weird villains. And I wanted to have them in the display case so I could like. Give the turtles more some more human villains because there aren't many human bad guys for them to take on. And, you know, seeing, you know, that's kind of like, you know, like it seems like old. Those seem like villains that would appear in like the Mirage stuff. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it just looks cool. Um, so those are going in the display case probably later today. But uh, there's also a figure called the Blank. And you remember in that movie there was that one bad guy with no face? Oh, yeah. That's actually like the, I think I did some research on it. It's a real, it's like a $500 figure if you can find it. Yeah, and the reason for it is because it is the, from what I understand, it is the rarest mass-produced figure ever. Wow. Because, um, you know, you remember, spoilers for Dick Tracy here, but the blank was actually a character called Breathless Mahoney who was Madonna in the movie. She, you know, she, she had the mask taken off of her. And that blank figure had the uh, the no-face mask. You could take it off, and you would see Madonna under there, basically. Huh. And uh, Playmates thought that that would spoil the movie, so they waited until the year after the movie came out, and they, would re- they released the blank figure a year after the year- initial toy run came out. The thing of it was, the toy run wasn't popular, which is why you can get figures now for, like, four bucks a figure if you want. I mean, carded, you can get them for, like, eight or nine bucks. But, like, the figure line wasn't popular enough to, like, really just – they didn't know what to do with this one figure. So they only released it in Canada in Sears catalogs.
0: Wow, no kidding.
1: Yeah, so it is – from what I understand, it, it's no joke. It is the rarest mass-produced toy ever.
0: And you said you had the loose figure of it?
1: No, I don't. No. Oh, okay. No, no like loose. That's like six hundred, like four to five hundred bucks.
0: Wow. Yeah. What about that? Yeah.
1: So uh, there's, and I don't care about that figure, you know. So
0: that,
1: <laughs> you know, I mean, like, and plus, I mean, there's just no listings for them. There were so few of them sold for it because nobody knew how to find them because they weren't released in this country. That. Yeah, there's just there's none out there.
0: Yeah, yeah. And
1: people that have them know what they have and are gonna hold on to them, which I don't blame them for. You know, so that's cool. You know, I mean, nice. like I got I I have like Dick Tracy and his partner the cop Sam Catchem, and but I've really wanted it for the villains, so I got eleven new villain figures
0: <laughs> that's for like four
1: bu- for like four bucks each like that's that's pretty cool man I like that and they're gonna go right in the display case
0: yeah they look awesome they look awesome definitely fit in with the turtle figures
1: they do yeah they're right in scale Shredder's a little bit bigger but that makes sense like Shredder would be bigger because he's just he's Shredder he's the biggest bad guy out there that's right There you go. ain't nobody better than Shredder Shredder no there's no Shredder
0: sorry man we're (laughs) white
1: (laughs) Uh, sweet we're like like neon white that's how white we are come on
0: (laughs) That's true. All right, man. Well, uh, speaking of neon, as in neon signs for a pizza parlor, you getting oh, hungry? I'm starving, you man. see that? That was an awful transition. What do you, what do you think about that?
1: Well, it's better than the usual stuff. Man. <laughs> I wasn't expecting the Adams Family. That,
0: oh, that was very good. All right. So let's go to Ninja Pizza. Get us a bite to eat.
1: All right. I'm there. Okay. Welcome to Ninja Pizza home of the
0: nice slice alright well uh you know they're always uh, kind of sketchy here but you know what I'm hungry it's about 8 in the morning my way it's 7 your way what do you say we get a breakfast pizza this morning
1: alright I'm there man I'm sausage there. and egg pizza on I was biscuits. gonna say
0: I'm thinking scrambled eggs with a little bit of cheese uh, maybe a diced up peppers in there since I'm not allowed to have them at the house because my my wife bless her heart she's pregnant so uh you know.
1: excuses
0: so uh so good deal guys well um today we're covering two comics as i suggest uh mentioned earlier josh if you want to take the lead on issue number seven um all right uh, let's see do you have the specs on it i can pull them up real quick
1: okay yeah i've got this right here um i don't know what year it was released
0: so I i think it's probably 89 or 90 okay oh if it's december it was 89 because mine is march of 1990
1: okay So, um, today I'm going to be talking about uh, the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Adventures number 7, which was released in December of 1989. Mm -hmm. So, this issue is titled Intergalactic Wrestling. And this is where the Ninja Turtles Archie Adventure series just really took a left turn.
0: Oh, yes, yes. We had our Leatherhead, which was still pretty lighthearted, but, uh, you know, this one definitely takes a major turn towards the silly side, which I like. I really do.
1: Which, you know what? I mean, like, up until now, it's been business as usual. The first like sure. four or five issues was basically what the cartoon did. It was the turtles fighting Shredder and fighting Crank. And then in issue, let's see, in issue five, they introduced Man Ray, or yeah. Ray Filet, or I can't remember. You know, It's one of those two. His toy was one thing, the cartoon was another, or right. the comic was another. <laughs> But it's, I think it's man No, it's Ray Filet. Yeah, it's Ray Filet. That's who it is. They introduced him, and then the next issue they introduced Leatherhead. And then with issue seven here, the turtles get – issue six ends with Michelangelo literally pointing at the reader going, what's that? And then <laughs> issue, seven, yeah. issue seven begins with a nice little recap from Raphael, and Raphael looks ticked off, and he's talking about all the adventures uh, – pun not intended – <laughs> from meeting man Ray, or from reading meeting Ray Fillet up to Leatherhead and then up to uh, Mary Bones and the Turnstone and then now out of nowhere they get transported to Stump Asteroid by a character called Cowlick <laughs> who is a a floating cowhead head. yeah who is a floating cowhead capable of interdimensional travel <laughs> <laughs> into space <laughs> and going through time and spoilers because I'll get there. But they end up on Stump Asteroid in front of, let's see, uh, by an anthropomorphic tree called Stump and his financial partner Slain.
0: See, before Groot, and, there was Stump.
1: Yeah, there was Stump. Yeah. Well, actually, <laughs> before Stump, there was Groot. But
0: oh, okay, okay, I got you. Yeah,
1: Groot's like super. And I'm not going in there. I'm not going there. <laughs> Uh, let's see here. You know, before everybody knew Guardians of the Galaxy was a thing, there was Stump. Um, so you have Stump and his financial problem, uh, financial partner Sling, and they're basically money men. They run the whole asteroid and they run the intergalactic wrestling. And they transported the turtles uh, to Stump asteroid so they could compete against a possible new champion in their intergalactic intergalactic wrestling and if you <laughs> i because my brain is stupid I immediately <laughs> thought of this old 80s sci-fi movie called arena oh, have you ever seen it, seen it no no okay it's I can't remember if it was good or if it was ridiculous and I'm remembering it as good but it's basically it's basically alien boxing and this one <laughs> human ends up boxing a bunch of aliens. And there's never been a human that's ever challenged the the alien boxers before, and this is the first time that an alien, <laughs> that a human has has the has the stones to go up against these alien threats. And this is really what this is like, in my opinion. You know, the turtles ha- ha- are forced into intergalactic wrestling. So, you know, they're told like, if you want to go home, you got to fight. And they're like, Ugh, fine.
0: Well, hey, and, Josh, let, let me ask you something. Have, have you gotten to this um, – I'm looking at one page right now. It's mm-hmm. like a whole page spread of the Turtles in a ring, and you see Dark Leo. He's like, all oh, right, But above them, there's all these cool-looking aliens. They're really yeah. neat-looking. Um, oh, yeah. Yeah, you're, the, you're a couple
1: pages ahead of me, but yeah. Yeah, yeah
0: all, all the way on the uh, – okay, if you look at the – Second to lowest row on the right. Okay, that's R two D two right there. That's
1: totally R two. Yeah, I mean it's not R two, but it's R two. It's yeah. R two,
0: and it uh, yeah. looks like the creature from the Black Lagoon right next to him.
1: Yeah. One two <laughs> three four. If you look on the fourth row in the middle, you uh-huh. can see like a green Triceratops. You know.
0: Oh yeah, yeah. There he is. And then right oh, next to him that's looks
1: a like Triceraton. You know.
0: Right, right next to him. I guess to his left, or you know, to the right of him. Oh, that's be... a poop emoji. <laughs> I was going to say it looks like the Krang body, uh, or the Krang head <laughs> body, or from the body, and it's got Bebop's glasses on him. So there you go. Yeah.
1: No, nope, that's a poop emoji. Nope, no, sorry. that's it. Actually, if it's anything in this time period, it's a California Raisin right there. That's just a one. Oh,
0: there, yeah. That makes sense.
1: Because we heard it from the great <laughs> um... So, yeah, that turtle in all black, that's actually Raphael. Oh, my bad. Yeah. I mean, what was kind of cool is for a long time... Raphael just kept that costume on, you know, He
0: yeah, yeah.
1: because he liked it. And I remember I got into this series after this issue when I was a kid. I think I got into this series like an, around issue 10 or 11. And I had no idea why Raphael was just in a black ninja suit, you know, and they yeah. never explain it. He's just he's got this suit on. And then eventually he takes it. He uh, goes back to not wearing it and stuff like that. But all of the Ninja Turtles have these wrestling outfits on. Like Leonardo's got uh, an armored mask and armored plates on his shoulders, and he's got a big yin yang on his chest. Uh, Donatello has this. Donatello, I think this is supposed to be like a, a Hulk Hogan reference. Oh, no, it's not got, the same thing. Yeah, he's got like a yellow t-shirt on, like the the uh, like the like he's uh, he's got a a, tan- a yellow tank top on with an orange mask on.
0: But see, it's so hard to tell because you would think that would either be Michelangelo or Raph there.
1: Well, his is actually, yeah, you would think it's Michelangelo, but he's got, it's actually supposed to be like a red sun because you can see like it's like a, like a sun. Oh, kind of okay.
0: Thing. It looks like,
1: like it looks like a flag for like, and I'm sorry if this is mean, but it looks like a flag for like someplace in China, <laughs> you know, just, that's just, that's what it looks like. I'm sorry. That's oh, what it looks
0: sure. Like. Sure.
1: You know, and then Michelangelo has a red mask, pretty much like the kind of mask he wore in the next mutation TV series,
0: mm-hmm.
1: you know? Sorry, no Venus. Venus isn't here. No. Uh, so anyway, just before the literally the page before that, they find out that Leatherhead was actually transported to uh, to Stump Asteroid Two, and uh, the Ninja Turtles are there to fight to wrestle against a armed dog called Crying Hoon or Crying Hound. I think mm-hmm. his name. is. And he all all he he's, he's kind of like Groot. All he says is his name. He's like, "I'm Crying Hound." I, my first name is Crying. My last name is Hound. It's like you're an idiot. What are you talking about? <laughs> but I really love this character's design because he looks he looks like he looks bad, you know. But he looks pretty cool.
0: Yeah, I mean, he looks like Goro, you know, dog version. He-
1: he looks, like, he looks like Goro, but like with, uh, you remember Peg Leg Pete from the old Mickey Mouse cartoons? Oh yeah, yeah, I can see he that. He looks like, or from Goof Troop, like he looks like Pete from Goof Troop. He
0: does, he sure does.
1: Yeah, with his face, Goro's body, Pete's face, you know, <laughs> which is just a nightmare inducing image in yes, my opinion.
0: it certainly is.
1: But, this is the reason you buy this issue. Leatherhead is there to wrestle against the reigning intergalactic wrestling champion,
0: Ace Duck. And by the way, I'm impressed with his physique. His Dude, definitely Ace, works Duck, out. Ace
1: Duck is a sexy wrestler, man. I got to <laughs> tell you what, man. So.
0: But those those uh, those wings he has—there's no way those wings are propelling all those muscles, man. He is not flying at no, all. No, he's not going anywhere.
1: And I kind of, I kind of got shades of like remember Lex Luger? From yes, uh, I could see that. Yeah, the the narcissist.
0: Yes, he needs his mirror.
1: <laughs> Cause yeah, he needs the mirror, but he's just sitting there posing and just like he's not even wrestling. He's just like talking about how beautiful he is. Oh yeah, you know. And I have to, I have to say, this is not the Ace Duck that I wanted to see. You know, True. especially this much of him. He's basically in a g-string, but he's kind of like <laughs> a chip <Chippendales> dancer.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, I can see what you say. Yeah, it's, it's pretty revealing.
1: You know, but um, and by the way, somebody told me that Ace Duck is showing up. In the IDW comics, I haven't read those issues yet.
0: Yes, yes, he's in. Um, he's a pilot in oh the the trial of Krang. Or yes, the, yes, that's it, that's it. He pilots yeah. one of the um, neutrinos. Oh, I could be getting that wrong. He, he's a pilot, and uh I think you'll like hit that interpretation way better than uh, say Super Macho Man here from Super Nintendo. <laughs> <laughs> Super Macho Man, yeah, you remember totally, him? He, he was the big, big, totally big totally guy. Super
1: Macho Man. <laughs> Man, oh god, this changes everything. Anyway, I love yeah, but you know what? I like I like Ace Duck. I'm a huge fan of Ace Duck, and I don't even know. I recently did a tour review on him, and it made me realize. In doing research on the Ace Duck figure, I figured out why they made him a pilot that looked like that instead of a wrestler that looks like this. <laughs> it totally blew my mind when I found out that like old pilots in like World War II. Which is what he was inspired by. Were called flying aces, and of course, his name is Ace, and he's
0: like, oh, makes my sense. God. Never even put that, that together. So sense.
1: Yeah, I had like I totally had a usual suspects Kobayashi, uh, uh, Kobayashi <laughs> moment in my head. You know, I dropped my coffee cup, and I was like, "Oh my god!" <laughs> so anyway, so they're all wrestling, and the turtles have to, of course, they have to work together. To fight a forearm monster because they just they can't beat him because they're just out they're just outmatched because this dude is just so strong and too dumb to recognize when he's in pain. Yeah, yeah. And uh, it's kind of the same thing with Ace Duck against Leatherhead because Ace Duck kind of
0: t- all he does is flex.
1: Yeah, you know, and and Ace Duck or uh, Leatherhead, he was just the dude like two issues ago. He yeah. you don't know if he can fight or anything like that. But uh, although
0: I do like his uh, sneakers and his purple boxing shorts,
1: I do like. Yeah, he's got like the Chuck Taylors on. I always like those. <laughs> I always like that. I always like those Chuck Taylor design shoes. And that. it's too bad they they hurt my feet because there's no arch to them, and I need an arch. Uh, but he's got like Chuck Taylor wrestling boots They go up to his knee. They're really cool. And eventually, Leatherhead just gets ticked off and like just starts swinging him around the a completely illegal wrestling move. Just. <laughs> <laughs> He just starts, like, spinning him around and throws him. He throws them out of the ring, and at the same time, the turtles all attack um, Crying Hound at the same time, and Leonardo gets ticked off and kicks him so hard in the chest that he kicks Crying Hound out of the ring, and, Leather, and Ace Duck and Crying Hound collide into each other and knock each other out.
0: Yeah, right in front of um, uh, Stump and... What was the other guy's name again?
1: Stump and... I don't care. Um, <laughs> let's see.
0: He looks like a cactus with different colored dollars attached to his head.
1: Yeah, stump and sling. Sling. Yeah, yeah. And they're money trees because I guess this is like a play on how, like, money doesn't grow on trees. I got and you. Yeah, so which is funny. And so basically what's hilarious is, like, sling and bet all of his money on crying hound and a stuck to win and so when the turtles and when leatherhead win their matches you see all the money fall out of his head (laughs) because he lost everything and so then the turtles recover their weapons and they demand to go back to new york city and they're like okay no problem because that that was the deal. They won the match. They get to go home. And Leatherhead says, I don't want to go back. I, back on Earth, I'd be a freak. But yeah. here, I can be a hero. And all of a sudden, Sling and Stump get an idea to promote Leatherhead as the next champion wrestler. And all of a sudden, the money grows back on them. Because now <laughs> they, have, they have another million-dollar idea. So they literally start growing money.
0: <laughs> That's great. Uh, that, that, you know, I actually like those two characters.
1: You know what? Yeah, they. I remember they. They keep churning up.
0: Yeah. And I mean, they're growing on me. Get it?
1: Yeah. They're shut up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but there's more like pay per view type characters coming. Yeah. So they get more like correspondence characters. Yeah. Which is cool. And there is kind of a subplot with Krang. Like all he wants to do is watch intergalactic wrestling, and then he he realizes that oh, I got the times wrong. Wah wah. <laughs> so, not really the best joke there, but whatever. So an interesting thing happens right at the tail end of the issue. Uh, Cowlick transports them back to New York City, but he transports them back to New York 100 years in the future. And
0: Yeah, then this, this was cool.
1: Yeah, and New York is just a shell of itself. It's in ruin. It's on fire. It's buildings crumbling. Dogs and cats living together. Mass hysteria. Mass hysteria. <laughs> you know. And Cowlick, the first time Cowlick talks – is this this scene because Donatello asks what happened and Cowley tells him you're about a hundred years from your home time and he says it's what happened to New York is what happened to the rest of the world and it's a result of melting ice caps have raised the ocean levels and it's the result of an out of control greenhouse effect. And that's really what this series was about.
0: Yeah, you know, there's a lot of that.
1: Yeah, Ryan Brown was really, and probably still is, is super concerned with the state of the natural state of the world because we're ruining it. You know, let's be honest. This is why we need the Justice League to help us here of, <laughs> You know, the uh, the, uh, ju- the 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 Legion of Doom that we have now that's actually out there for us. You know, but whatever. Yeah. Um, but that's really what this uh, series was about. It really did tackle these issues that you would not expect in the turtles comic or in a comic in general that's not called Captain Planet, you know. But, yeah. um, you know, they really tackle these uh, ecological issues that were a threat at that time as well as this time. And so, anyway, Calyx says, "I took you a hundred years in the future by mistake. Let me send you back." And they go back to 1989 <laughs> as it would be. And they get back. They they're transported to the same rooftop too, which is hilarious. Yeah, that's crazy. Because they can see uh, what's going on, what what is to come, and it's storming. And you know, uh, Raphael says right in the middle of a storm, and that's so true as to what's going to happen in issue eight, uh, because issue eight is the big reveal of Wingnut and Screw Loose, which I'm sure we'll get to probably around January. Er- at, at another time, another yeah, time, yeah.
0: yeah. And guys, you know, I do apologize for the mix up there. Um, but we'll definitely we'll definitely come back to issue eight because there's there's a lot I want to talk about there. And also, um, you know, I I really like the fact that they start bringing these the mighty mutant animals, yeah, yeah, and the ecological issues that that have uh, arisen and stuff. And, and you know, I think that's a certain charm to the Ninja Turtles too because we saw that in the PSAs in the in the cartoon as well. You know, and I yeah. think. Archie does it quite a bit more you know with
1: they take it seriously
0: right awareness of the ozone layers you know global warming things like real real issues here that this comic didn't need to talk about but it did and I think that actually adds to the charm of it that's something you don't yeah. see every day in comics
1: there is something to be said for the medium of comic books like this was teaching kids about ecological issues before I mean I started reading this comic when I was in probably like second grade oh sure. And I didn't hear about you know greenhouse effects, you know, and yeah, I mean, holes in ozone layers, and burning fossil fuel, dwindling fossil fuel. Right. Fuels I mean, how many second I,
0: graders know this stuff?
1: Yeah, you know, I didn't hear about that till I was probably in eighth grade. Yeah. Ninth grade, you know, like ten years later. Right. Know? So
0: what a what a great what a great medium to kind of spread that awareness. I mean, I actually really like that.
1: Maybe not ten years later, but like you know, six seven years later. You know, it was a while before I started hearing about stuff like that. You know, before I started hearing about adult problems. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and it should be it should be mentioned that you know this this series really just they didn't care about the fact that it was Ninja Turtles. It was like we're going to tell serious stories, like actually serious stories, not just you know gang warfare and blood and guts and whatever. Yeah. You know, it's it's, it's
0: pretty cool. Yeah, I mean, you got this crazy random story, you know, with all these random characters. Which, by the way, <laughs> I would have loved to have seen all of these characters as action figures. Um and I'm sure Ryan Brown and uh sure right Steve Steve Murphy, Dean Clarine, I'm sure mm-hmm. they would have loved to have seen these characters too. Um
1: at least the Turtles. Like they're they're wrestling in a galactic yeah, wrestling true, true. That. Yeah.
0: Oh man, they pro- they would have sold. I don't understand, but uh Yeah. Um anyways, uh you got this crazy random story, but then you've got that kind of one brief moment of uh seriousness and yeah. what's interesting to me is that the turtles don't necessarily do anything about it almost like it's leaving it up to the reader to hey this could be our future you do something about it
1: well yeah and well you know i mean like at that point what can they do and yeah. you find out late, much later on in the series when like the future not future wars but future tense that's what it's called yeah when the turtles from 20 years later meet yeah. up with the uh the current turtles and like they're all older and everything and they're dealing with these harsh times and it's it's really cool and like mary bones in issue six even tells them that like the final battle like you'll win but it's it's not going to be an easy win for you so it's 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 really kind of foreshadowing what's to come with this series or what was to come for this series so. oh big
0: time so what would you give this particular issue out of one of ten man
1: now, you know I'd give this just for the sheer randomness of it man <laughs> I would and uh, feel like I shouldn't score this one just because it's so random but I'm gonna give this one like a seven you know it's really good it's yeah. a solid issue it's funny it perfectly encapsulates just the randomness of uh, it, it it encapsulates the fact that you can literally do anything with ninja Turtles and, oh. and it work. You know, it, it will work. Like, it is – this is, like, everybody thinks, like, the super gritty, grim, violent Ninja Turtles, which they never really were in my opinion. Yeah. But, like, this is the opposite end of the spectrum. This is just, like, technicolor, fun, re- intergalactic wrestling. Come on, <laughs> on an
0: asteroid. I know. And I have to say, man, if I could get a large poster of this cover, I love this cover. and I'm, Oh, yeah. It, I mean, it's, it's got everything. First of all, I'm a big wrestling fan. It's it's yep. kooky. It's crazy. I like the the different designs of the turtles, and of course, I really am a sucker for kematroni's artwork. I love his artwork in the series, probably my favorite. And you yep. know me, I love Jim Lawson, but I think out of all of them, I think the cartoony style that they were going for, Metroni just nails to a T. Yeah,
1: um, this is this is my favorite turtles artwork. Ever. Oh, it's
0: great! It's great. Yeah.
1: It's like this, Mattia Santaluco, and then Jim Loss, or uh, the Kevin Eastman, Peter Laird era. Yeah,
0: yeah. And it, what's cool is um, Eastman – or I'm sorry. I don't know if Eastman is much, but I know Peter Laird did a lot of the um, covers for the Archie comics too. As a matter of fact, the one I'm going to talk about here in a minute, Laird helped with that. Yeah, but you also, can tell. Yeah. Yeah, you can tell. You certainly can. And also, just for the record, uh, this, so this came out in December of 1989 – Steve Murphy wrote it, and Ryan Brown wrote it. And it was penciled, of course, by Jim Lawson. You can kind of tell here. it was colored by Barry Grossman, and the editor was Scott Fullop. This one was called Intergalactic Wrestling. So that was was a really cool issue. I actually thoroughly enjoyed this, and I'll have to go back and reread it again. You know, especially now that uh, we've discussed it further. So that's good stuff.
1: And as a bonus, if you don't mind real quickly, as a bonus, if you get the IDW Collected Editions, which is what I get, you get a nice cover, you get nice cover works by uh, Jim Lawson.
0: Oh, cool, cool. I have yeah, seen that. So, it,
1: so it's really cool seeing Jim Lawson's version of, this version of Leatherhead, you know, on the cover. Yeah, so yeah. really neat. And Wingnut and Man Ray and, you know, uh, Crying Hound. It's really cool seeing his versions of those. It's, yeah, it's yeah. Really nice what if kind of a thing
0: i I'll, I'll tell you what um i'd i'd be curious to know how many variants they did for each archie, archie cover i'd love to know that um i wonder if there uh, are yeah, something like like that back on that. in the
1: day i doubt they did any
0: yeah maybe maybe so yeah i don't i don't know um i wonder if there's anything like that on the technodrome forums uh about that but i always love uh kind of the old school variants but uh mm-hmm. yeah i'd give this one a solid eight i thought this was a lot of fun really really random i of course just it's a little strange that all of a sudden they're in the middle of space you know that quickly because of that that cow head but uh you know it's uh it was still a lighthearted issue and yet it tackled some pretty serious stuff toward the very end you know real real briefly and i like that a solid issue really really sets a tone for the for the rest of the series i think so the one I wanted to talk about today is issue number nine, um, and this one here came out. Let me get my show notes up.
1: Oh, my God. I'm so sorry, but I was just flipping through this trade paperback I yeah. have, or this uh, the collection here, and, like, issue – I think issue 10? Let me check this. real Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah, like, issue 10 has the introduction of Scumbug and
0: Worm. I was like, oh, my God. This is, <laughs> series is amazing. <laughs> I know. There's some great that. stuff here. This is great stuff. <laughs> I mean, it, it's like – it kind of reminds you of, like, the monster of the week. But, man, as yeah. a kid, that's what you – I liked that. You That's know, what you I, wanted as a kid. Yeah, sure. I, sure. I mean, nowadays we're so used to longer story arcs, but and, and this the Archie series does have some story arcs in it. It's it's certainly not like it's lacking that. But you know, I think it gets unfairly bashed for being a little bit too monster of the week feel to it. But I, I yeah, love
1: it. I think it gets bashed because people just take a look at the art and they're like, no, no, it's not, <laughs> it's not dark enough. No, sure, it's
0: it, you know, it's it's different flavor.
1: But, like, also, man, like, look at issue, like, you're doing issue 9, issue 10, 11, issue 11 has the Rat King in it, man.
0: Ooh, I'll have to check that but one like,
1: out. In that classic Jim Lawson style, but it's, like, the the color scheme of the cartoons. Yeah.
0: So, yeah. Which we <laughs> found out, you know, that he, dis- he designed the cartoon version, so he probably picked out the colors himself. So it's authentic. Yeah.
1: That was so funny man when
0: finding out that oh man it
1: was like yeah I remember when racking was playing that flute and controlling splinter and jim lawson was, was like, like oh, oh
0: my god
1: uh, <laughs> <laughs> like I'm star everyone ninja turtles for one of the creators of ninja turtles
0: <laughs> well you know even he said the cartoon had its own charm to it so there yeah. you go <laughs> Yep,
1: everything's coming up millhouse yep. uh, yeah oh <laughs> yeah
0: well, yeah, so anyways, this one here, this was um, Issue 9. And again, we will cover Issue 8 next Ninja Pizza episode we do. Yeah. Uh, let me... We'll get there. Yeah, we will get there. I, I love talking about these Archie comics. I really have fun with these. But uh...
1: I love the cover to this one, too. Oh, which was... me too. That's the same cover from Raphael. The micro The, the, the one shot. Yeah, yeah, with Casey Jones.
0: <laughs> yeah, was that poster in the background on the, the Casey Jones one? Because... I recognize I some it. of those. Um, of course, you got the Metallica symbol at the top. It looks like oh, Anthrax was below it. And then mm-hmm. I bet you that last one was Testament. You know, all 80s metal bands. And I'm sure yeah. Kevin Eastman was a metal head back in the day. Um, yeah. Probably still to this day. But, uh, yeah, we get... What I find is interesting about this one is Chameleon is wearing, like, this detective suit. You know, with the trench coat and the hat. Right. And he's got the, the gun and everything, but... It's a little misleading because that never happens in this book. He never looks like that in this book. At least, <laughs> at least okay. I don't remember seeing that. And, of course, I've got the old Archie comic. And in the back, it's this is great. This is a little fun fact. It's got a preview of Castlevania Adventure and Motocross Maniacs from Konami. And I'm thinking, man, these were two great Game Boy games. I had both of these games. Oh, wow. Yeah, Motocross Maniacs was actually like a – it kind of reminds you of Excite Bike. You could build your own tracks. Okay. Uh, but, yeah, it was, it was a really good Game Boy game. It was, it was a lot of fun. And, of course, I'm a huge fan of the Castlevania series and uh, love yeah. the adventure series. But, anyways, this one was written by, I think, the same group of people. It was published in March of 1990, so a couple, couple months after the last one. The plot was done by Steve Levine and Dean Clorain, a.k.a. Steve Murphy. Um, it was written by Steve Murphy, it was penciled by Jim Lawson, and inked and lettered by Gary Fields, colored by Barry Grossman, and edited by Scott Fullup. and the cover was done by Peter Laird and Ryan Brown. So I'll just jump right into it real quick. So this one starts out with the turtles all huddled around on TV, and it must be pretty loud because we got some interesting sound effects coming from it, and Splinter <laughs> storms in and goes, my sons, how long's it been since you patrolled the sewers? And the TV's so loud that poor Raph and Michelangelo, they don't even hear him. And Splinter just kind of looks at Leonardo and Donatello and goes, Can you believe these idiots? <laughs> <laughs> so finally, Leo's like, hey, Master's right. We need to we need to actually get off our butts and do something. And, um, you know, they go and pick up all their weapons. And I love what Splinter says. I think he just wanted to get them out so he could watch the TV. Yeah, uh, probably. He goes, and don't forget to pick up plenty of cheese. I don't <laughs> know why Splinter sounds like he's from New York. But, uh... You I don't, I
1: don't, you're, you're the one doing that, man.
0: <laughs> and uh, the, the Turtles storm out, and that this is where we get uh, a little bit of exposition for our story here. So Splinter's watching Channel 6, and of course April's on TV. Uh, Splinter goes, and what is happening uh, in this world today? And then it cuts into Channel 6 News, and it says, Officers have yet to arrive at an explanation for the vandalism leading to the destruction of over 1,000 skylights last evening. Elsewhere in the city today, a police manhunt is underway for a double agent believed to have stolen classified weapons plans from the top secret files of the United Nations. The double agent, known only by the codename of Chameleon, is believed to have gained access to the U.N. files by posing as a United States diplomat. So, you know, he's already got the Chameleon kind of name to him, or reputation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Chameleon was last seen escaping on foot in the vicinity of Times Square. It is not known if he is armed. It says, the weapons are said to be of vital importance to the maintenance of world peace. Oh, yeah, so Shredder, I guess he's watching the same broadcast here. And uh, he's like, ooh, I gotta find this guy and find out about these weapons. So he, of course, he orders Bebop and Roxy to do the dirty work for him. He says, go find that chameleon guy. And as a matter of fact, I want you to take some help with you. Um, It says, take along a foot soldier and a knucklehead and use them as backups should you run (laughs) into any difficulty. And I'm wondering, was this the first appearance of the knucklehead... That we know of, you know, with the looks like a spider almost with yeah, the foot Yeah, spider with
1: boxing gloves on it. Um, yeah, it's great. I think this issue came out around the same time as the Casey Jones episode in season three.
0: Yeah, okay. so this be And that season one three. featured
1: the knucklehead in it. So it's probably around the same time.
0: They say that um, I was reading a little bit on TMNT Entity, and um, he was saying that the action figure almost favors this archie style than it did the uh the cartoon which I never, yeah i never really thought about that but it certainly does that's some that's a toy i always wanted and never had
1: i i man i'm so terrified of spiders that i didn't want this thing I'm like, no, no i'm good man no. really yeah yeah this this one definitely looks more like the toy with the foot soldier on it and everything yeah oh, so that's it, cool. it, it probably was this one yeah yeah so.
0: So, anyways, uh, it, it, we get this cool uh, little splash page, you know, where we get our title and everything, and uh, the cover, and we we see Chameleon literally running away from the the cops here. And I like yes. how low that helicopter is. Looks like it's about to fly into a building. <laughs> it's,
1: just, it's this little helicopter with one dude in it.
0: Yeah, just, yeah. And I like the. Do uh, you see the sign right next to it? It's Coca-Cola.
1: Yeah. Coca-Cola, man. Yeah. <laughs> I'm still focusing on the on the uh, the helicopter. It's smaller than that cop car. Underneath. <laughs> that cop car.
0: That's true, unless he's really, far away. Like that really cop away.
1: next to the cop car is bigger than the helicopter above him. So that's <laughs> four feet above him.
0: Yeah, and this is kind of an interesting one because we, we see a gun here uh, literally firing at the man running away, the chameleon. Yeah. Um, so that's something you don't really see a lot of in comics uh, for, some, yeah. for some reason. The
1: bullet, like, hits right above that dude's head, too.
0: Yeah, yeah, true. So he's running, and he smashes into, I guess it's this, uh, maybe a clothing store, and you see all these busted up mannequins. Um, I, I hope
1: that's what it is yeah yeah,
0: yeah. It, it never really yeah. does explain he says huh I wonder what's going on with all these disembodied bodies here yeah um, and he, he well I
1: mean how would he know he he wouldn't care he was just trying to get to an exit yeah, yeah
0: that's true that's true so he he runs down basement and I guess that takes him to this alleyway or or was the sewer inside? No, it could have been. inside. It the looks house.
1: like the sewers inside the basement.
0: Right. I know the way it's the way it's laid out. It, that's true. Yeah. There's a couple of funny kind of ways that this this thing's laid out that that kind of make yeah. me wonder a little bit. But anyways,
1: it, it's definitely got cartoon logic. Sure.
0: Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Um. So we get to cut away the turtles, and you can probably see where this is going. So the turtles they're looking at stuff, and uh, they're getting hungry by watching all the trash float around in the sewer. They're like, "Oh man, it's a hamburger wrapper." <laughs> and Michelangelo's like. Oh, stop it, my stomach. They're they're wandering around the sewers just doing their patrol and everything, and Chameleon, he gets down to the same sewer way that the turtles are in, and he can hear the voices, and he goes, Oh, no, someone's down here. I better hide in this one or sewer tunnel. So he happens to go in that tunnel, and then he hears more voices, and these are actually coming from Bebop and Rocksteady, and I'm wondering how the heck they, they knew that Chameleon was down here. But, uh...
1: Ooh, because comics. Because
0: comics. Sure. Yeah. Sure. Oh, that's
1: Brilliant. cool. That that. Oh, I'm sorry. I just probably skipped right ahead of you, but there's it's a really cool page where the turtles come out of one tunnel and Bebop and Rocksteady come out of another, and Camille exactly. dr- in the middle.
0: Yeah, it's great. It's great. So he's stuck I'm between a rock and mean a hard to take place.
1: That away. I just saw that. I I'm seeing this page for the first time, as whoa, look at that. That's oh cool. no, no,
0: no. You're good, man. No, that's good stuff. I mean, you, you see stuck between a rock and a hard place here. Um,
1: <laughs> yeah, that looks like a classic. Like. A comic book cover. That looks like it should be a cover.
0: Yeah, actually, you know, it's funny you mentioned that with um, the Turtles storming out of one and then the Bebop and Rocksteady st- storming out the other tunnel uh, yeah. all surrounding him. That's actually the cover of the, the Teenage Mutant Tur- Teenage Mutant Hero Turtles Archie book. It's, oh, that, okay. it's that page there. And, uh, it's, a, it's a pretty cool little shot there. So finally, the Turtles, they're, they're wanting to battle Bebop and Rocksteady, and Rocksteady's like, ah, we brought some backup. So they kidnap a Chameleon and they're like, you know what? Why don't you handle Knucklehead for a little while? And then we get uh, this cool, cool shot of Knucklehead ca- crawling out of the the sewer tunnel. It's and, creepy. Yeah, it's a great shot. What a cool design. And uh, it's kind of interesting. that The Knucklehead's making pretty short work of the turtles. He bashes poor Donatello to the side. Um, somehow. Somehow, yeah. And, uh, yeah I'm, wax. I'm
1: sorry. I just can't look at this thing and not wonder how it functions. <laughs>
0: <laughs> this doesn't even work. I know. <laughs> Yeah, and what's, what's even more fascinating to me is uh, I think Raphael, yes, Raphael jumps over the foot soldier that's operating it. Raphael, he hops over the foot soldier operating the knucklehead, and he goes, hey, Leo, it's a robot. And Leo goes, oh, a robot? That's just what I wanted to hear. And good thing Raphael was definitely telling the truth here because the next slide, Leonardo cuts this robot down the middle from the very top of his head all the way down to his hip.
1: Yeah, I when, know. How he had from- gotten that
0: wrong. <laughs> that man would have been dead.
1: I don't know. I don't. I don't even know how to explain that. Yeah, it, this is definitely why the turtles, uh, the foot soldiers, were robots. So you could get away with just
0: absolutely. Yeah. The,
1: just so you could have gore without gore. You know.
0: <laughs> yeah, and, it's, it's cool to have a robot operating another robot.
1: Yeah, it's just kind of like. I mean, I guess he would know how to operate a robot more than I would. You That's know. True.
0: So. Yeah, maybe they run on the same software. Eh.
1: So yeah, I mean, like, of course this dude gets taken out because he's running on Windows 10. You know.
0: <laughs> that's true. So uh, finally, they you know make short work of uh, Knucklehead. I like this. He says, "See, no blood at all. Almost like they were trying to tell the readers or the publishers, like, see, look, we got away with it."
1: Yeah, that was for the parents. Yeah, for the parents letting them letting them, letting them know that hey, your kid's okay. He can read this. Don't worry. <laughs> This isn't Power Rangers where he's going to try and kick somebody on the playground. It's all right.
0: Although you know a little bit of oil leaked from the guy, so there you go.
1: Just a little oil, (laughs) (laughs) red oil.
0: (laughs) Right, right. And uh, so, Bebop and Rocksteady they come back to the Technodrome with uh, Chameleon now. So they've actually done something right for once. Um, And of course, Shredder had told him, "Hey, if they mess up again, um, they're going to he's going to mutate them even further." So Shredder, um, he threatens Chameleon with a chameleon. He says, look, you give me those plans for those weapons and I will not mutate you. And Chameleon's like, well, why don't you just pay me? And Shredder's like, you don't seem to understand what I'm proposing to you. The the time for bargaining is over.
1: Well, you know what? That's a good question. Why don't you just, I mean, it's got to be easier to pay him than it does to use mutagen.
0: Yeah, but do you think Shredder has any money? I mean, what does he do on the side? They've got to. I mean, it's. I mean, how do you build the Technodrome? That's true. That's true. How is he eating? (laughs) (laughs) That's a good question. That's a good question. And I love the mutagen is actually a spray can, like a spray paint can. Yeah. (laughs) So, uh, you know, he he decides, he's like, you know what? This mutagen, the way it works is I just spray it on your skin, and the last animal or living being that came in contact with you, you will be mutated into. He said it's either going to be a wild boar, a rhinoceros, or a chameleon. The choice is yours. And uh finally, Chameleon, the guy, he says, Alright man, I'll tell you, I'll tell you where it is. Just don't mutate me. So he tells him exactly where he hid the plans, which was right in the back in the sewers. Yeah. Uh Bebop and Rocksteady are gonna head there and get the plans this time. And uh Shredder mutates him anyway, with the chameleon on top of him. And yep. you get this cool little mutation sequence, um uh, where he spre he sprays his head, the chameleon jumps off, and then the guy slowly becomes this chameleon with no clothes on. So again, like I don't think he ever gets that trench coat, which I wish he would. That that'd have been a really cool figure.
1: It would have been cool if he stayed in, the, at least have him stay in the suit that he's in, you know.
0: Yeah, yeah, and uh, yeah, right, I agree with you. I agree with you, or at least kind of do the Incredible Hulk thing and have like a piece of the shredded suit still on him. Yeah. Um. So, but I do like this scene a lot. So he he runs away, and he I guess he actually has transmit uh, trans uh, mutated into an actual chameleon. A giant yeah, hater. he's, he's turn, not like
1: he turns himself invisible. And like he looks, he does something a chameleon can't do and makes himself go clear. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah right. I love that. He he like turns into the poster and then the wall, and Treader's like, "Huh, oh, where'd he go?" <laughs> uh, so that that was actually one of my favorite scenes right there. But again, you know, if you look at the cover, he looks kind of half man, half mutant. Where you know here he looks like an entire chameleon here. So
1: right, yeah. Um, Let's see. So they kind of look they kind of looked as hideous as they wanted to see when they wanted when they wanted them to.
0: That's true. That is very true. Um so we get a cutaway to the turtles trying to reprogram the knucklehead, which yeah. man, I really really want this figure. This is one I always wanted as a kid and and looking at it now, I want it even more. Yeah. Um, it's it just looks so cool to me, but uh,
1: I still couldn't get it because of the whole spider thing. <laughs>
0: really doesn't look like one much
1: no I know yeah no it's mostly just like when you see it at night <laughs> that's true
0: yeah that might freak you out yeah yeah, that's what like I'm sorry park. like
1: you wake up at 2 in the morning to go to the bathroom and you see this thing on the floor <laughs> oh god
0: or on top of the commode that'd be funny
1: yeah and now I've gone to the bathroom so
0: yeah yeah Um, and then uh, so we get the turtles they're, they're reprogramming the knucklehead and uh, Raph's getting a little upset he's like don't you think we've hung around here long enough shouldn't we be heading after bebop and rocksteady yeah. and uh, Leo's like yeah that's a good point but then next cutaway is Bebop and Rocksteady firing on them and yeah. uh, once again they don't get shot but uh, pretty cool little action sequence here the turtles they sc- scatter into this little sewer tunnel I love what Bebop and Rocksteady they say here this is like my favorite line in the whole comic book so they made them scatter because they were shooting at them and then uh, Bebop goes hey these guns are great or these are great guns <laughs>
1: These two idiots, man.
0: Yeah, I love it. Like, I like this gun. It's shiny. Uh, so, so they, they blast them in there, and I love this scene here too because uh Rockste, he ducks his head in the 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 tunnel, which is never probably a good idea, and then one of the turtles, I think it was Raft, throws a shuriken at him. Yeah. And he goes, in the nose. Right. He goes, uh, move it. The toilet's are throwing stars. <laughs> so, so they hide behind <laughs> the knucklehead. A, he's
1: got like an M60 and he throws like a little piece of metal at him. <laughs> he's like, run.
0: <laughs> they hide behind um, the knucklehead. And then it's a really, really cool. This is probably one of my favorite layouts of the comic. We get this overhead shot of Chameleon, who I guess was also making his way, trying to get those plans before Bebop and Rocksteady did in the sewers. He's on the ceiling. He's watching this whole battle sequence take place. He's looking down on Bebop and Rocksteady hiding behind the knucklehead, blasting at the turtles. And we get this little kind of inner monologue here. It says, Looks like a standoff from up here. The turtle guys are throwing some shuriken from the safety of the, the tunnel darkness. Bebop and Rocksteady firing their ray guns from behind the legs of the knucklehead. Neither party capable of achieving an edge over the other. Speaking of which, I think they mentioned the word knucklehead at least five or six times. They are really... There's
1: there's a new toy coming, man. I was going to say,
0: they are really, really trying to sell this toy. The turtles, they are uh, chameleon. He grabs the plans real quick and runs off, runs off real quick. And um, then all of a sudden, I think it's because the Bebop and Rocksteady were firing at the chameleon. The ceiling starts to crumble of the sewer. And uh, it kind of makes you think. Bebop and Ross he could have gotten hurt, even though they're trying to hide under the knucklehead. And the right. turtles, they go back to their lair. So the turtles, they go back to their lair. They're watching the news with Splinter, and I think they forgot to get the cheese for him. <laughs> and
1: uh, looks ticked. Yeah, <laughs> he kind of
0: does. And they're watching the news, and it's kind of cool because you also see a cutaway of Chameleon watching the news, and I guess he does have a trench coat. So I gotta give, I gotta cut them slack here. Um, yeah. It's. I'll read what April says real quick. I kind of like this last part. Elsewhere in the city, police officials have called off their manhunt for the double agent known as Chameleon. After the secret weapons plans that were stolen earlier today were found burnt nearly beyond recognition in an envelope delivered to the United Nations General Secretary this evening, a note written on the outside of the envelope reported to have stated, some things are not worth profiting from. There was no explanation as to how someone was able to pass in and out of the then heavily policed UN in order to deliver the note unseen or as to why the plans were first stolen and later returned. (laughs) And this is kind of a cheesy line, but I like it. Chameleon goes, you might say I'm beginning to see things differently now. Yeah. (laughs) And that's how the issue ends.
1: I was just going to ask, if you notice, like, Chameleon's eyes are always, like, going in two different directions.
0: Oh, yes. Yes. Do
1: they ever mention why at all?
0: No. He just like a dope,
1: yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, no, it really doesn't mention that. So, uh, okay. so that's the issue. You know, it's again, it's another one of those mutants of the month kind of things. Yeah, um, that looked pretty cool. Yeah, but it wasn't it wasn't a bad it wasn't a bad issue. Um, I did have a couple gripes with the the coloring actually. Like the the okay. seemed awful white to me. You know, yeah. like there was. There wasn't a lot of color. It's in sterile.
1: When, whenever, whenever you're dealing with Shredder and Krang, it's really sterile. Yeah.
0: yeah, yeah. And I'm kind of wondering why that was. I don't know if it was a cost-cutting measure or something, but uh, it seemed like half done sometimes You know, with, mm-hmm. with the coloring. Um, which is not something I noticed in the last issue that we just talked about, but this one yeah. you can kind of see it for sure. Um, I... I did like uh, Chameleon and he's one of those characters that doesn't come back for quite some time. I think it's very late in the uh, Archie series he comes back. And I was I just
1: going to ask if he ever came back because I've, I've never heard of him. Yeah,
0: yeah, so. yeah. He's he's a very minor character. I think TMNT Entity said that Chameleon, he doesn't come back till I think really late in the series, if if at all. I, I know he's mentioned once or twice in like uh, one of the specials, but yeah, he never becomes a major character in the series and I don't think he was ever in the uh, cartoon, was he? I don't think so.
1: No, it doesn't doesn't sound familiar.
0: Yeah, and there was no action figure of of him either, so you know, he's kinda of one of those characters that lost the time unless they ever bring him back for IDW or something.
1: Well, they kind of already I mean like they've already done this skill set with Mondo Gecko. Mondo Gecko, I was thinking the same yeah.
0: thing, yeah, when he went into the bishop's lab.
1: Yeah, which doesn't make sense because he's a gecko, not a commit <laughs> well,
0: whatever. But comics. Yeah, but because comics. Yes. So. Yes. So, um, you know, overall, I would give this one a 7. I don't think this one was as strong as the last one. Um, yeah. But it was still a fun issue. Um, I really do like the cover. I like the uh, really do like the knucklehead design. I mean, I'm a 31-year-old adult here, and I want to buy a knucklehead because I read this comic. So they've done their job. Yeah, I know, right?
1: <laughs> yeah, 30 years later, they did their job. They did yeah. their job.
0: And, uh, of course, if I'd have seen this as a kid, I would have said the same thing. But, uh you know, it, it's a solid issue, and I can't complain about it one bit. What about you, man?
1: You know, from what I've noticed, you know, because I didn't, I didn't really read it, I didn't yeah. read it at all, but I was following along with you, and you know what? I kind of, I kind of, it, it, fall, it has one problem that a lot of, not everyone, but a lot of these issues from this series have, is where they take a while to introduce the threat and then when the threats introduced it's kind of done yeah, a couple pictures afterwards yeah. it, there's really quick resolutions but the resolutions are never bad no. you know i mean there's there's there are some lulls here and there but there's nothing really bad about this series and this issue really follows suit it introduces a very minor character who eventually becomes a minor character but um you know that is kind of like the gamble of introducing so many new characters which is what you have to do early on in the book. You just kind of, it's like a shotgun effect. You just kind of introduce everybody and see what sticks.
0: Yeah.
1: You know, and it's a cool introduction for chameleon. It, it begins on a cool foot chase, which I always like to see. And he, you know, it really sucks that this guy gets mutated into a, into a chameleon. Cause you don't know anything about the guy. You don't know if he's got a family or anything like that or, yeah. you know, yeah, why well,
0: do you need money? Yeah,
1: exactly. But it's, it's cool you know i like it I, I i'm not going to score it because i didn't read it
0: so sure but sure. yeah
1: i've i i'm interested enough to read it now yeah i yeah, like it
0: some good stuff man there's some you know i think these were two pretty fun issues here and once again that kind of set the tone for what adventures was all about um definitely a yeah. kid's comic but not too kiddie where an adult can't enjoy it so I, I've, I've enjoyed it so uh so all right host head do you want to go ahead and uh, tell our listeners what idea we have going on for the next I'll just say a few episodes
1: yeah so in December we're going to be celebrating the 12 days of Turtle Flakes (laughs) we will be doing a daily 12 part mini episode arc of just we're going to talk about one subject they're going to be 20 to 30 minute episodes
0: Mm -hmm. Um, I'm going to try not to edit it at all either so heaven help you
1: yeah, you know, and I'm going to, I am going to give myself a strict 30 minute time. I'm literally going to have a stopwatch next to me. <laughs> and then we're cut and just done. Yeah, mid know.
0: sentence, even if we're not even done.
1: <laughs> yeah, and it's, it's most, it's mostly for me. Yeah, than oh, anything, me too. You know, it's just, but, uh, yeah, so we're going to be talking about, we're, I almost said Nicole, sorry. Uh, Rob and I are going to, uh, well,
0: she's welcome uh, on the uh, show too.
1: <laughs> yeah, she's, she's going to be on there. She's, she doesn't know it yet, but, uh, <laughs> uh Rob and I are going to finalize twelve subjects that we both want to talk about, and it's going to be a daily, twelve-part, you know, just arc that yeah. we're going to have for the month of December. So December twelfth and end on the twenty-fourth.
0: I guess. Uh, I think so. Or is that how it normally works for the twelve days of Christmas? Or does it lead up to the actual Christmas Day? Because I can't remember. I,
1: you know, they don't really specify. <laughs> I, yeah. I I think that we should. I think that we should start on the twelfth and release schedule. We should do it on the 12th through the 24th because nobody's going to listen to this on Christmas Day. Sure, you know? sure. I think that's a good idea.
0: <laughs> Yeah, yeah, we'll, we'll keep these nice and short and sweet. But yeah, it's just a random idea that we both had, and I think it's a really fun one. It's not going to be a very um, obviously note intensive. We're just going to talk about some things we really like, really yeah. appreciate about the Ninja Turtles, and we'll and keep it's not it short be and sweet. Content
1: Heavy either? It's no, be, it, no, it's it more won't be content nostalgia. heavy. It's going to be one one subject.
0: Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. It'll be more um, you know nostalgia based, and uh, we're just going to have a little bit of fun with it. And again, I'm going to try not to edit it much because I want to release them daily so we'll just keep it short and sweet and we're really excited to start doing that so the next episode you hear will probably be one of the first days of Christmas here because we're I guess as we're recording this it is uh, November 25th but this will actually be published the time you will be hearing this if all goes to plan is December 2nd so yeah. and right after that we'll start our 12 days of Turtle Flakes Christmas so we'll see how this goes as a little experiment but I'm excited about it because Christmas one of my favorite holidays of the year and mm-hmm. the new Turtles one of my favorite things to talk about. So there you go.
1: Yeah, and yeah. we've all got Christmas memories of Turtles, and I think, I think we're gonna cap off the twelfth day of Christmas with a Turtle Flakes tradition of the, uh, <laughs> turtle, the turtle
0: turtle Christmas special. I don't know what it's actually called, but yeah, we yeah. wish you a turtle Christmas. That's it. We
1: wish you a turtle Christmas. Yeah, that's gonna be that's gonna be our Turtle Flakes tradition right there. You know, like <laughs> for the third year in a row yeah, for sorry. some reason. Yeah. <laughs> but anyway, <laughs> I digress.
0: Oh, that sounds good, man. Sounds good. So, so hosehead to close off another totally tubular episode of uh, Turtle Flakes. What type of pizza should we have today? Because I know the guys behind the counter—they're looking at us. they, they want us out of here.
1: Yeah, you know, we we just had a breakfast pizza, so now we got to get a lunch pizza to go. So I'm gonna say I heard it put today, or I heard it uh, yesterday, that scientifically speaking, the perfect pizza is cheese, sausage, peppers, and onions. Cheese, so...
0: sausage, peppers, and onions.
1: Yeah, so I know you're not big on onions, so we'll take those off. So it's just going to be cheese, sausage, and green pepper today.
0: Well, I'll tell you what, as a favor to you, I'll do the onions today.
1: Yep, yeah, on, half, on half the pizza, we'll have just a smattering of onions, of red <laughs> onions. Just a smattering. Just a smattering, yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah, that's a technical term.
1: I don't know, just a little bit <laughs> jazz hands on the pizza. Uh, sounds good, sounds <laughs> yeah. good. Well, cheese, good. Cheese, sausage, pepper, and onion
0: pizza. That sounds great, man. Well, why, well, right, dudes and dads, thanks for listening to another episode of Turtle Flakes, and we'll talk to you next week, but uh, here's to hoping you enjoy your cheese, sausage, pepper, and a smattering of uh, onions on half the pizza. Pizza, dudes. So, Calabunga dudes. Kalibanga,
1: everyone.
0: (laughs) Yeah, Grayson does that uh, with uh, the Macho Man, uh, Michelangelo. He'll go, uh, (laughs) night night, Macho Man, night night, uh, Superman. It's it's pretty cute. Makes me Mm -hmm. proud. Hi Isaac. Yeah, no, no.
1: I'm in Vincent's room. Yeah. In yeah. Oh. <laughs> oh, what are you doing Is that Isaac?
0: That's Isaac.
1: Oh he's Oh, oh he's not happy. <laughs>
0: oh, I know that. I know that no. Gracie does that to me all the time. Mm-hmm. And you know, we Shoot. have to say goodnight to him every day.
1: I know dude we have to whenever we put Isaac down for a nap or put him in bed. Oh god, he's gonna be so loud. Can you still hear him?
0: Uh, real real faint.
1: Oh god. It just sounds like he's getting beaten just because of the way the way he's whining. We're not Yeah. Our wives are the one that really take care of everything. Uh, but yeah, every every night before we put him to bed he's gotta go say goodnight to the street sharks. Oh. <laughs> I see the street sharks. Okay, 9 night street oh, sharks. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> that's like true. nobody cares more about street sharks than my son Vincent, uh, so, or my son Isaac, not Vincent Isaac. It's Hi, Isaac. Daddy.
0: Hey, Isaac. Daddy. Hey, Isaac. Hello. Yeah, Hello. that's Rob. <laughs> hey, buddy, how's it going?
1: Hello. You want to sit on the pillow?
0: Uh-huh.
1: Oh God. Okay. <laughs>
0: That's awesome. He's gonna help us finish this up. He's gonna help us out of it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he's trying to tell us to speed up.
1: Yeah, I know. Well, he's, he wanted his pens dispenser. He's sitting
0: here playing with it. So. Oh, awesome, awesome. So, uh every is it, is it turtle.
1: Yeah, those are turtles.
0: Yeah, oh, buddy. Turtle. He's a turtle fan too. He likes sea yeah, sharks and turtles. Is it open?
1: No, there's no turtle fan up the
0: The animal.
1: Yeah, that's a picture of Michelangelo. Yeah
0: yeah well that's wow, Rob. he knows the names doesn't he
1: yeah can you say hi to rob
0: Hello. hey buddy how's it going fine good good i'm <laughs> fine
1: <laughs> i think it's the first time he's talked to you
0: that's awesome
1: <laughs> have you talked to rob before
0: uh-huh. yeah you did yeah hey isaac do you like the street sharks Huh? do you like the street sharks
1: yeah, you got you got to see the street sharks. Oh. <laughs> when I'm done talking to Rob, we'll go see street sharks. Okay. Hey. Okay.
0: Oh, uh, what a good kid. Yeah. Oh, hang on one second, Jeff. You want to get? Okay,
1: yeah. Go, go see Papa. All right?
0: Oh, good. Oh, hey, hey, you look good, bud. Bye, bye. Bye,
1: bye.
0: That's so cute. Uh, Josh had a uh, little Isaac one uh, a minute ago. He's going to. He went, hey, Grayson, say hi to hey, say hi to Josh real quick. Hang on, let me put. Hey, Josh, can you hear me? Yeah, I got you. Can you hear me now, Josh? Yeah. All right. Grayson, say hi to my
1: buddy Josh. Say hi, Josh. Say hi. He's standing. Hi. Say hi. Hi. Yeah, I have that effect on people, yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> say hi, Josh. Well, he's gonna be shy all so the time.
1: Sorry, Josh. Say bye, Josh. Uh, no, that's cool.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Hello? What? Say bye. bye. Y'all go y'all leaving for the um. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Hey Josh, I'm gonna say goodbye to them real quick and then uh, we'll fe- we'll wrap this up in five minutes, I promise, buddy. Oh, is that Hi. Yeah, that was Christoph. Josh I've bye. never
1: I didn't think she existed. I've never heard her. Hi. <laughs> oh,
0: really? Yeah. <laughs> oh that's funny. Well she's been avoiding you, eh? She don't like you. Welcome to Ninja Pizza, home of the nice slice. <laughs>
1: <laughs>